Hello, everybody. My name is Rick McCutcheon. I'm a Dynamics 365 MVP, and I want to thank you today for tuning in to Digital Adoption Talks. Today, there are over 300,000 business professionals with digital adoption in their job titles on LinkedIn. So on this show, along with my co-host, Joachim Schirmacher, CEO of ClickLearn, we talk to some of the leading digital adoption experts in the, today, the CRM world. So it's a big world, but in the Microsoft world. This week, we're thrilled to be talking to J.C. Quintana, the, an author sorry, and founder of Dialogue Prime and the former head of Customer Insights and Innovations at HP. Welcome, gentlemen, and let's introduce ourselves and uh, tell the people who we are. We'll start with you, Joachim. Well, as you said, I'm the uh, CEO of Ticlon, so uh, we are a digital adoption solution company. So we provide a single solution that enables people to uh, get faster into technology and stay at a high performance inside the technology. And we do that in 45 countries uh, around the world, and uh, we have around 300 customers on working on Dynamics uh, customer engagement. So I'm super excited about being here. Okay, thank you. And JC, you and I have been talking about digital adoption for at least a decade. Tell the folks about your background and some of the books that you've uh, written. Yeah, and, and when you and I started talking about digital adoption, people didn't know what digital adoption or CRM or even some of the terms that people are using today, right? Um, so yes, I have been for the better part of the last 15, 20 years, worked with technology companies and have been sort of the mediator between the conversations that IT has with the business and business has with IT. Ultimately, it needs to be about uh, building relationships, about enriching ourselves, about retention and adoption and uh, ideally advocacy. And that's what my books are about. One is uh, speaking frankly about uh, customer relationship management, which is not only the CRM technology we know, but also the customer strategy that we talk about. And the other one's about the psychology of relationship development, love doing it. It's very passionate about it. Very, very nice to be here today. Okay, thank you. So uh, let's kind of kick things off, uh, you know, as we usually do, talking about the last couple of years and, you know, the disruptions that business have had. Um, and, you know, when it comes to relationships, customer relationship management, we've really pivoted from, you know, mostly a, a lot of face-to-face -face business relationships and we quickly changed to communications and learning through a technology interface. Um, what did we really learn through this period? And JC, we'll start with you. Yeah, we've, I think we've learned a lot and we've learned very little at the same time. And what I mean by that is that I think that the impact of this change that we've undergone, not only to the communication channels that we use, but how human beings learn, is really front and center, but at the same time, it almost feels like we really haven't changed our habits very, very much. And it almost feels a little bit like that Queen song, right? Is this the real world Is this, or is it just fantasy? And uh, you were kind enough to send, <clears throat> send me the questions in advance and I started thinking, okay, what what has changed? What what does the environment look like? And so I, I wrote some notes down and this may crack you up. So and I'm, I'm being a little facetious about this as I, as I uh, respond. First of all, we're not really in the real world anymore. We're in a virtual environment. Um, the methods that we used to engage are seldom ever engaging. Distractions have increased, but the resolution and HD environment that we live in has increased. So 
who we are in our world has been now put front and center. Our blemishes, <clears throat> our blemishes are being more displayed than ever in every possible way. Our outfits, the way that we uh, decorate our house, uh, interruptions have now been magnified. So, you know, I could go on and on. I actually had like 20, 30 things uh, to, to say everything has changed right that really is the answer everything in both the way we work the environment that we use and what traditionally had been sort of like hey let's find out how people learn are they auditory are they visual all that has been kind of mangled and put in our face into a world that almost doesn't feel like like it's a real world anymore and it's almost like we don't care how you learn this is how you're going to get it this is it this is your only choice yeah yeah, yeah, good. Uh, Joaquin, would you like to add anything? Well, I think that, that the idea of, uh, you know, removing face-to-face, -face, uh, not just from our learning experience, but so many other experiences that we are used to having where, where there's a person at the other end, now there's a, there's a picture of the person, and at best uh, you have a, a, a camera that, that may actually illustrate that there's some movement at the other end, it's not zero pulse. Uh, I think that has uh, changed uh, the way the, that we think about people uh, to a large degree. Uh, I, I, and uh, I can say that the best thing that happened to me during this period was coming back to the office, seeing that there's actually real life people behind all of this. I think from a learning perspective, um, I can see how uh, the, the teachers, at, at least at, at sort of my, I had three sons, right, all at, at uh, virtual schools, uh, uh, one one go, I could see that the teachers uh, were really struggling with with how do we actually do this using technology. It, it was like seeing uh, Bambi on ice, and and every day uh, kind of worked like that, right? And, and it's like now that technology is not working. I'm not sure how I can. I don't have a whiteboard. I mean, I can't do anything uh, really. And I think that the companies and the enterprises they they relatively fast moved into saying, look. Uh, we need to be able to do onboarding of remote employees, which is a, a brand new thing for, for, for many people. We need to completely uh, look at the methodologies that we're using and go uh, not just uh, virtual in the sense that we're putting up a camera and a guy on the other end, but we need to completely reconsider how we how we do training. So I think it has had a, a very large, large uh, impact. But I agree that the underlying methodologies we're using, they haven't really changed since Play-Doh, right? So, yeah, isn't it amazing that so JC, everything this, that we... this is this. So I'm sorry, Rick. I was just making a comment. How I agree. How it is amazing that all the things that we started, like when when some of this um, you know, technology came to the workplace and we were forced to use it, we were so eager to say, "Oh, turn your camera on, change your virtual backgrounds, you know, engage in this." Way. And now we're saying, "No, no, don't do that. Turn your camera off. Be careful what background you're using. Try not to be, you know." It's interesting the, the turnaround we've had here in recent recent time. Yeah, it's a certain fatigue. So, yeah, yeah, and then we go and uh, JC, you and I have been doing CRM for a long, long time. So let's kind of you know we, we talk a little bit about that. And user adoption's always been a problem, but now companies are saying, well, I think we need this data right um, to run our organization. So how is this all this going to affect? you know, sales organizations and uh, remote workers um, who are using these technologies and, and now really have been used to face-to-face -to -face and now they, they've got digital relationships. 
Yeah, so, you know, over the years, I've always said that who we are as human beings is still who we are as human beings. There are certain things that do not change, right? We tend to label or name technologies with the names of things that are most significant to human beings, which, you know, is no, no um, surprise that over the years, we've kind of called this technology, we've called it customer relationship management, we call it customer engagement management, we call it customer centricity, we're now calling it customer experience, right? Why? Because relationship, engagement, centricity or personalization of who we are as human beings, our culture and things like that, uh, experience uh, are very much a part of what we need as human beings to see value, right? When we come to your company, I say, okay, make this little calculation in my head and I say, what do I need? What is the outcome I expect? How much is it going to cost me? And so to your point, I think that we've, we've kind of excluded the fact that the use of this technology, how we're engaging people, is costing them in ways that is not monetary in nature. It comes in the form of lack of effectiveness. It comes um, in the form of lack of functionality, lack of ease, lack of accessibility. Uh, lack of insight, lack of enjoyment, right? Lack of human connection. And so, if anything, all this technology in our face has cost the customer, who's now a little angrier than ever, to say, no, we're still human beings and we have a certain expectation of outcome that you need to meet. Technology can enable that. So, there, I'm giving you that mandate, do it. Go do it. I'm fed up with it, right? Hey, thanks, Jason. Uh, Jochen, would you like to add? No, I, I'm, I would really like to hear a little more about that. Actually, I mean, is, do you see that that the the, uh, the you're obviously involved in a number of different uh, CRM implementations, and you you probably uh, have that really interesting role between the business and the IT, uh, where you're trying to facilitate this. Is are the are the sort of the adoption issues that you're seeing today are they different than what they were ten years ago? So they're different from a delivery perspective, but I don't think that they've ever changed. And so, um, you know, in, incidentally, last time that Rick and I were talking about this, we, we were talking about how anytime that everybody brings up technology implementation, especially CRM, they go back to, you know, 15 years ago when somebody said, you know, 75, 85% of CRM projects fail. They, they don't remember, maybe, maybe we've kind of made it so much about CRM that they forget that the quote was about technology projects, right. implementation of technology, right? And that the quote wasn't that projects fail. As a matter of fact, from a perspective of project management, implementation, completion of tasks that were on the uh, statement of work, uh, budget, most of those projects were very successful, right? Mm. But then you go ask the people, that this is supposed to do something for, right? Back to those three terms. The, the people that expect technology to make things easier, effective, functional, enjoyable for them, and the technology that makes that easy, enjoyable, functional, etc., for their customers, did not meet expectation, right? And that's what that quote says. And so, no, I think that, you know, like the saying says, the more things change, the more things stay the same. The more technology changes, the more we enjoy the advent of some amazing innovation, the more things stay the same, 
in that we continue to fail the user, the end user, the customer, the patient, the constituent, whatever it is, in meeting their expectations that the technology is going to make their life better. Uh, and so in JC, like we've got a lot of experience in the CRM world and, you know, many projects you and I would be called in because the project's failing, right? It's not going the way it should. And, you know, we're really all about getting CRM right. What is the role and responsibility of the Microsoft partner um, when implementing these technologies around communications and digital adoption? Yeah, that that's a tough one, right? Because, you know, we, we think sometimes, and I, I had to borrow this from um, people who are smarter than me and who are doing a lot of innovation in marketing, branding, and messaging, but there's a lot of great books out there that talk about what really is our role in the life of our customers and the life of the people that we serve. We think, think oftentimes that we are the hero of the story, where in reality, we really should be the mentors and the guides of the story, right? Story brand. And the story brand movement has taught yeah. us that, right? And so I think that um, it would serve partners well to remember that, to remember that we are coming in, and depending on the situation, right? You know, we're doing a project right now, for example, where you know most of the the product is sold through retailers and distributors, and so they will the, the customer, our customer, they want to make them the hero because they're talking to consumers and selling products to consumers. So we have to be mindful going in that, that that's what we're doing it, right? We're making it, um, let me rephrase that. We are enable them to enable their, their distributors. We enable them to enable their consumers and their customers. So yes, I think that that's very important. Um, there is a lot um, being done and, and I hesitate, I hesitate saying it's been done because the reality is that, is that this has been around for 25 years. We're just now incorporating into technology projects, but there's a lot being done with human-centered design thinking that we need to do more of. And there's a lot of great things like what, you know, what you're doing, what ClickLearn is doing to allow people to help themselves, right? Um, and so I think partners need to get into the idea of understanding people's needs with empathy, ideating to make sure that they're not they're not solving the wrong problem really well because we do that a lot we solve the wrong problem really well all the time um and so human-centered design thinking can be a great place to bring people together and have conversations that address the right problem right the first time and then we can go innovate and we can use technology because technology is available to make those problems go away or to dissipate them or mitigate them so yeah, that's, that's, I think, to, in my opinion, the number one responsibility of every partner is to be a guide to their customers so that they can be heroes to their customers. And, and I think one of the issues we're seeing today is most, most of, even some of the best partners, they don't have these types of people on their staff right. that know how to do this. This is a skill set that they're going to have to go out and acquire, right? right. Um, because they're just not used to doing that. We're, we're plumbers. Right, we come in and we get the piping working, we get the water flowing, and we get the toilet flushing, right? And we don't want to teach you how to take a shower, right? It's 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 all the other things around the plumbing that we've got to be able to help with. Yeah, so let me share the one phrase that frightens every partner that I work with, and it scares the heck out of them, but it's necessary, right? I will usually start a session and I say, 
let's put technology aside for a second. And you and I can hear the partners beat, you know, kind of <laughs> accelerate, right? But it is a necessary conversation. We gotta talk about outcomes, right? If I say I'm implementing CRM, for example, CRM has the words customer, relationship, and management. So how are you gonna help them win more customers? How are you gonna manage the relationship? And what are the processes that will lead to adoption, enrichment, and advocacy? That's got nothing to do with technology. It's gotta do with outcomes. So yes, you're right. It is a skill that we gotta learn. There's great places to learn it, but we gotta, we gotta do it. Okay, thank you. Ayokim, would you like to add? No, I think that, that all of the CRM projects I've, I've witnessed in my life, it must be probably the most hated technology out there, right? It's a done, <laughs> done job of all technologies. It's, it's a, I love CRM. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a, from every business, you never hear someone saying, look, I got to tell you, I really love our CRM solution. I mean, no one ever says that, right? That's that's. Uh, but but the thing is that I think that a lot of these ideas around uh, what what is the CRM going to bring for my business, they're anchored inside top management, and they come from the idea that the amount of data we can get out of our clients will essentially serve us to new purposes, business development, product innovation, all kinds. Of, but, but look, guys, you're putting you're you're, you're making all these decisions. And then you're putting it in the hand of the salespeople and say, now go collect that. That is in no way making my day easier as a salesperson, right? It just You just made it 20 times tougher and you forgot to explain to me, why am I collecting this? You, you didn't even bother to tell me, right? And I think that, that seems to be where, where there's this distance between the people that are using it that normally hate it and the people that are actually using the data on the top that says, this is lovely, right? I'm just, I'm all thrilled about this, right? And, and I think yeah, we, like, we need to bridge that somehow. Yeah, it's almost like we're telling our salespeople, hey, be nice, light, and limber on this journey. By the way, on the way back, I need you to collect some rocks. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> keep, I, I need some, a certain color rock on your way back. Keep putting it on your backpack. Exactly. And people are like, no, yeah. how, how am I going to stay limber if you're asking me to collect all these rocks? Yeah. And that's what CRM feels to a lot of people, right? It's like, they're not doing anything to win sales or to keep customers or to retain them or to encourage them to recommend you to others. No, they're doing a lot of work for you to to run your reports. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, great. Okay, gentlemen, it's been a great conversation around communications and learning and our favorite subject, CRM. So let's have a, some quick closing thoughts. Over to you first, JC. Yeah, you know, in the, in the topic of, you know, making life better for all of us. I think, you know, one of the things that I write in, about in my book is that you've, you have to have clear dialogue, right, about what CRM is, how you're gonna implement it, what are the business outcomes, and one of the things that I emphasize all the time is you gotta let people know how they're going to learn this. And so I think that it's important that we do not abandon people in their learning journey, not only of what the outcome and strategy is for things like CRM, but also how are they going to become accountable to a success by having the right amount of knowledge. So I think, if anything, I would say don't exclude knowledge in your implementation and planning process, both for the end user uh, and for your teams. Um, knowledge is power. 
Okay, thank you. Joachim, any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that really comes to mind when it comes to CRM is the constant changes we are making in, in, the, in the way that we're getting smarter around the data we are, that we are collecting inside the CRM system. We can see these uh, constant changes happening in, in the CRM. It's not staying It's not staying the same for very long. Uh, you, there's the new data points. We need, we need to restructure some of the data points we collected earlier. So we're doing a lot of stuff on that. And I think that one of the ways that we can help people is actually by making that knowledge around what have we changed available inside the application, making sure that, you know, when I'm doing my daily work, a quote, I'm actually guided through that process, right? No matter if it's on Tuesday where you put in three data points or it's on Thursday where you took in three more, right? It, this, this needs to be a consistent way of working. I think that's where a digital adoption uh, support comes into play. Okay. Gentlemen, thank you for a great conversation, and I'm sure we'll be back to you at some point about not to pick up rocks on your way back to the office. Okay, thanks. Bye for now.